The following program is a work of fiction and falsehood that is not meant to be interpreted as actual fact. The views expressed in this program are not necessarily those of the broadcaster or the management thereof. This program deals with morbid themes and grotesque humor. Listener discretion is advised. citizen scientist i am glad you're here i'm media disruption developer kai hubris and this is a holiday instance of eureka cast now where science meets technology meets the holidays meets you with me as always is professor rowan metalark from the simon amy institute of spirit science hey there rowan hello and let the bells of merriment chime in this prelude to the most festive time of year it is the it is the prelude to the most festive time of year and for, for most for most there are other festive occasions that that raise to the sort of fevered pitch that christmas does but for most people it is christmas and right we some, are coming up on it. some people celebrate christmas in july we celebrate christmas at christmas time here at tech brothers laboratories and uh I mean, I just want to get this out of the way. If you've been listening at all to any other shows, uh, you've been keeping in touch with the with us on social media or many other places, you'll know that we have a Christmas special planned, a Eureka Cast Now Christmas special called The Making of the Newer Normal Holiday Special. I, I guess it's a holiday special that will be airing on Christmas Eve. That is Thursday, uh, December 24th from 8 to 9 p.m. It's really excited. I'm really excited about it. But, you know, because we have a, uh, a holiday special already coming up, we want to do something. We wanted to do something just a little bit special on this show. Right, right. It, you, you know, there's so much to cover, and we would be remiss as a program to not sort of touch on some of the, the these interesting things going on with regards to the holidays. Because, you know, as you so eloquently put in some of the material for this, science does not take a holiday. It doesn't. You, it's in fact. How- tech and science it, it's it gets swells up it waxes in in the holiday times exactly and and that but but for people out there even though it does not take a holiday it engages in the holiday yes um how is that going by the way i know that's been mostly um on your end i haven't really had much input in with this this documentary how's right. it going uh well i i've been popping in and out we have a dedicated as i said before the, the people in charge of this documentary the people working on it are dedicated and i've met uh, the two individuals uh, that are part of the organization that made the Safer Santa app, the app that the whole documentary is about. They're really swell. They're really swell guys, uh, Jeremy and uh, the other one. They're really, really swell guys. And um, I'm super excited to hear what this documentary is because me, I too am curious about how Safer Santa was made. And I like I worked on some of the tech that has gone along with the release, with Tech Brothers, with all these different things. But to hear how it started... I'm 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 I honestly haven't heard the full the full thing yet, so I'm really excited about it. And again, that's that's happening on Thursday, December twenty fourth, from eight to nine p.m. with rebroadcasts on Lumpen Radio, 
uh, on uh, Saturday, December 26th, and rebroadcast on WIAT um, on Sat- on uh, Monday, December 28th. Well, that's that, that does sound quite intriguing. I will also be tuning in. Um, you know, I'm not really plugged into this whole application, uh, computer science, mm. make the phone sort of business. I'm not really plugged in with it's, that. It's new, it's new media. I'm not really plugged in with the new media. I'm still mm. get, coming to grasp well, with uh, some of the old media. Well, you are, even though you think you aren't. Well, in, in any case, I'm very excited to... to get tune in and figure out what's going on with all that i'm i'm you make it sound exciting yeah everything i've heard is very exciting again again uh christmas eve that is the 24th for those that don't celebrate or or don't know when christmas eve is that is the 24th of december lumpen radio 8 to 9 p.m central standard time uh on thursday uh it it it, once again it should be quite intriguing and I'm, i'm really hoping that i that that simon amy's institute of spirit science will not regret having their name attached to this even um tangent tangentially uh but mm. in any case not uh, unless not unless you're you're scared of uh, of the future uh, mm. in any case yeah we decided to prepare uh rowan tell us tell us what we're doing today i think you're better you're you're best with this sort of thing uh, right I, we actually have something right so what we have this evening it's very exciting uh we wanted to talk about mm-hmm. moments in science and technology that sort of relate to the holidays yeah, because and... there truly is there truly is so much from from gift giving to the science of various uh, holiday accoutrements and, and connecting things there's just so much to talk about right and it, if anything it was the most difficult aspect of this was trying to find one thing to home in on sure in the limited time frame that we have for the at least the first portion of this program but i i, I personally have something very interesting to bring to the table very relevant right which is to say that the previously extinct cultivar of pine tree used in most Christmases prior to the 1920s, most Christmases um, in general as a right. whole, um, has been revived. So now, for a little... Now, now, now hold on. What, what do you... Now, Rowan, we didn't talk about this beforehand. We did a little bit of our own our own investigation. But are you saying that... that you're saying that typical Christmas trees... Things that people would have in their houses, or, or mocks, or copies, or, or whatever, those were not the original Christmas trees. Well, exactly. And these days, uh, the specific most people are using artificial trees. Oh, of course, uh, for better or for worse, right. that is the case. Especially Pure silicon, especially in the city, aluminum, right. various um, carbon fiber. Um, yeah, fiberglass. I've seen a really cool one made out of you know wires there's a lot of really interesting things but most of them are artificial these days especially once again in the city which is where we broadcast out of but even then of those individuals who feel the need to have a actual tree for their christmas tree it's a wide variety of species there's douglas firs there's white pine right um there's christmas some some of them people even go and use acacia shrubs um it sort of shake things up a little sure. bit sure. but back in the Palm once trees. again the 20s to 30s the zenith of the right individual cultivar for Christmas trees was the Pinus falsonomium, aka the solstice pine. Um, the solstice hmm. pine was the de facto Christmas tree varietal for all the way up until that point. It was the first commercially harvested mm-hmm. Christmas tree. 
um, as we know, in the American tradition, industry tends to lead forward. It was right. the thing that that our grandparents grew up with and knew, and their and their parents and their grandparents presumably. Right. This is the tree they knew when, when Christmas was was really turning into sort of a, a different a different thing altogether. You know, something where where there is a tree, where there's like family and and, and dinner and and stuff like that. This was the original tree when when all that was was you know changing. Well, right, as, as the sort of the American Christmas tradition sort of metastasized and became this sort of a cogent thing, right? This coherent sort of ritual. Mm-hmm. But yes, the solstice pine. Um, once again, at peak production in 1928, 85% of all of the genteel households in the United States had a solstice pine as their Christmas tree. It, just, it sounds like it has a really good name, too. It really does. It, it's very fitting. Um, unfortunately, it was only the next year that essentially the entire stock of solstice pines were wiped out by a pathogen, a sort of a, a type of 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 rust blight known as dundee disease it Mm. it completely wiped out the whole stock and for a number of years after that having a christmas tree became this very very difficult before other tree farms sort of stepped in like like it was hard to get a hold of one or was like or it was taboo it was it was hard to find Mm. get a hold of of one um that in, in even the ones they could find there was a learning curve and we'll get into that because the the the, the qualities of the christmas trees we have today whether they be artificial or especially if they are organic mm-hmm. very different from what the solstice pine did what the solstice pine was known for really? and and some of the the things that individuals do with christmas trees will will make a lot more sense when we touch on that okay but to get back to the story it was thought extinct. It thought that this disease had completely wiped out the entire stock of Pinus falsonomia. But it turns out just earlier this week, urban explorers in Montreal discovered a grove of these trees growing deep in an abandoned tree farm. Um, mm. Once news broke, uh, the remaining specimens were quickly taken to Canadian pine laboratories right. to, to verify the discovery. And it turns out they were, in fact, solstice pines. I, you know, thank science for urban explorers. It's it's so doing wonderful. really good things out there. Well, it, the beauty it, it's here now. We have it saved. It was thought gone, but you know, the pine science in in Canada is is exquisite. They mm-hmm. they have such a good grasp on arbor, arboreal biology right. that that they're in the best possible hands it's, at the moment. It's the country of the tree. It really is. Just look at their flag. It has a leaf on it. Uh, but let's talk about a little bit about the solstice pine because um, th- I think this is a, 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 a this is less of a new, this part is less of the news and more of an interesting piece of trivia. But right. I think it's worth considering it's still, some eureka holiday science, certainly. Right. And it, it, so the solstice pine had been used for so long prior to it being sort of crowded out. A lot of these things that we take granted for the holiday season were done specifically to complement the solstice pine. I touched on this a little bit mm-hmm. earlier. Um, one example of this is is mistletoe. Sure, everyone knows mistletoe. You hang it above the mm-hmm. the um the the doorway or whatever, and you walk through it, and you have a a tender, loving embrace with an individual. Um, but the, I've heard the reason mistletoe became so popular is because the 
solstice pine was extremely prone to parasites. Um, it had a very weak immune mm-hmm. system. It ended up being one of the downfalls of the sure, solstice sure. pine. So oftentimes Horribly. individuals would cut down these solstice pines, bring them in, and they'd be riddled with with weevils and mites and smuts and various parasites, mistletoe included. Oh, but but that was a benefit. You could take the mistletoe right there, right, rip it out of the tree, and put it where you need to. Yeah, it's it's this tree seems like the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it isn't just the tree. It's it's the the thing the org the ecosystem surrounding the sure. tree. Um additionally, the, and this is another interesting one. Now, are you familiar with pine saw? Uh yes, I'm familiar with pine it, saw. It's, a, it, it's for the benefit of the listeners, pine saw is a very common classical sort of cleaning detergent that is yes. often used. And it has a, it's a very distinctive smell to it. It has a very distinctive smell, very very pine, a very pine-like smell, sure. as one would expect. Right. But the color is a little off. It little throws you a little bit for the loop. Right. Pine saw is orange. Mm-hmm. One looks at modern pine trees, modern Christmas trees, firs, what have you, spruces, perhaps. Right. And where's the orange coming from? That's well, a good point. The solstice pine has a very bright orange distinctively colored resin and as a matter of fact pansol got um invented because that same resin would drip onto the floors of of individuals who would bring it into their household and it would pull up the paint and the grime and that... and it would sort of sort of dissolve the floor a little bit and and it you know the yeah. inventor of pine saw presumably looked at that and said well there you go you know it, yeah i mean it, were they even i don't think people were people even cleaning their floors back then i mean having a clean floor having a a sanitized floor like like it being covered in pine saw like that must have been really new absolutely and and it, once again it and it's one of those things that just gets lost in the shuffle right. as as time goes on um another one we hang up popcorn strings. I don't say we, I don't, but other individuals do hang up these sort of strings of with popcorn right. along the trees. Very traditional, very classic. Very classic. Uh, but have you ever wondered why? No, I don't typically think about those sorts of things, Rowan. Well, well, the reason is, is that this is actually a remnant from, once again, the solstice pine, because the solstice pine, when cut down, would tend to release, they would sort of off-gas as it died. And many huh. of these gases can sort of be absorbed by popcorn in in sort of a makeshift filtering capacity. Really? Um, yeah, it was a necessity with the solstice pine because you mm-hmm. see the solstice pine would put out methane. It would put out phosgene. It would put out sulfates. All of these very unpleasant and possibly harmful smells would right. be put out. But the tree, once again, it was the classic tree. You had to have it. had to have it. You had to do it. So people found the workaround, which is popcorn, once again. Amazing. So, you, so you'd get these popcorn kernels that were that were dense with these these gases then mm-hmm. what, what could you do with those popcorn uh, presumably they'd throw them out but i'm uh, you know i i i mean for any for any citizen scientists that ex- existed back then that that must have been a a trove of uh, of new chemicals to experiment with it's certainly i mean it certainly could have been interesting it certainly could have been very handy in settling scores or dealing with sort of vermin on the farm presumably right. i would imagine um, I, I mean i can imagine what those tasted like it's really quite unsure if we'll ever see the solstice pine re-enter the market, um, let mm-hmm. alone sort of regain its old 
swath of area. Um, but I do know some people in Canada most likely are going to be have a, able to have a very traditional Christmas next year. That That's great. I mean, it's very cool. Again, thank you so much to the Urban Explorers. The Urban Explorer group is, has been one of our greatest assets out there in, in the communities looking for and finding new things. Well, you know, they, we talk about our, um, citizen scientists, but these people are out there doing citizen field science, right. which is... Um, the citizen science that nobody wants to do. Uh, it, it's it's certainly some of the least appreciated citizen science. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, a, g- a good tidings to them, certainly. The next story is another Eureka science, Eureka holiday science, that is. And this one, I'm calling Let It Snow. This one I'm super excited about. Rowan, you know snow, right? I have certainly seen it. I have certainly eaten some. I I am aware of it. Yeah. What are the things you know about it? We know that it's white. It falls in Chicago. I mean, we get so much of it. Don't you know, Rowan? Yeah, yes. There, it's um, you you get a great deal of it. You have to shovel it from the sidewalk. Right. And it, then the, um, the classic adage, though, is we've all heard it. No two snowflakes, no no two snowflakes are precisely identical. We all know it. we grew up on it. You really think about the mathematics of that, and you realize there are trillions of snowflakes that fall around the world every single day over the northern, southern hemispheres, all over the place. If every single snowflake that's ever fallen and will ever fall is unique, that that's think of just think about that from an infosec perspective. That's better than quantum encryption in, in some ways. It, it's better than a lot of top quantum computers, a lot of the best uh, encryption algorithms, the best security. I mean, and then it's snow. It's a quarter of the cost. This is sounds like a revolution in infosec in the making. I don't know if I quite follow, but I. It sounds very intriguing. I mean, right. I mean, if you if you think about it, um, it just the true number of unique characters, the unique snowflakes. The possibility for that is, well, it excites me certainly, and it de- definitely excited uh, uh, Tech Brothers Infosec Labs, who decided to experiment um, in what they're calling meteorimicry. Now, you've heard of, like, maybe biomimicry or something. Of course, bio- biomimicry is uh, one of the things that the Simon Amy Institute of Spirit Science seeks to replicate the most. Yeah, because truly nature's out there. It gives us so much inspiration uh, in biology, and chemistry. And there's so many, so many mysteries to unravel truly. as well. It's the mixture between science and technology. And mystery. And mystery, certainly. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people don't think about, you know, meteorology when thinking about all of that, and and we do, we think about how meteorology, how precipitation, how how things like that can inform technology too, and that's what InfoSec did. So what they what they did is they went out and collected tons of data. I mean, again, revolution in the making in InfoSec. They collected tons of snow, snow after snow, barrel after barrel, just shoveling it. I remember it was really cold back then when they were when they were doing all these uh all these experiments, and they did simulation after simulation, and and they took all of this data. That snow, not as special as we once thought. Well, mm, well, you're going. There's going to be quite a few people that are upset at that notion, and uh, I'm going to say right now, you're definitely going to have to explain that a little further. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How I, do you mean? So, I mean, and and the issue is that people just didn't take this kind of data. Nobody's ever taken it, and this this should be a a lesson to everybody out there. Don't believe something unless you see the data, unless you. 
don't believe something about snowflakes unless you've seen every single snowflake. You know, it should be common sense, but unfortunately in science sometimes we take things for granted, like snowflakes being unique. Remember this to all of the citizen science out there. If someone is coming to you and making claims that seem unreasonable, seem like the fact that every snowflake could be, you know, different, seem improbable. Remember this. Remember this. It is S M T D. Show me the data. Truly. And then, then you drop that, and then, and then they're on the back foot. Yeah. And it, so the, what we found, what they found, is that about two in every two billion snowflakes is identical in every single facet heart-wrenching well yeah that's certainly um to all of the children to all of the children out there that heard that you're you are in fact like a snowflake flake and completely special that's certainly i mean consider this if if that if that pans out then presumably there are what nine of you on the planet yeah i mean at, at least and to say that us at here at tech brothers were disappointed is an understatement we when we received the company-wide email with the laboratory-wide email we stopped what we were doing we looked outside it wasn't snowing it hasn't snowed but we imagined it snowing and we all just sort of cried we produced our own sort of precipitation but then we thought about it as a group and there were a lot of discussions and brainstorming and uh, and, and group group meets and counseling and stuff like that and we realized that you know we've truly taken so much from nature I'm sure you have, Rowan. We certainly have a Tech Brothers. I am taking from nature as we speak. We have taken so much from nature. It is about time that we give something back. Wow, I, that's so wonderful to hear coming from, from Tech Brothers and you specifically, right. Kai. We had to fix this bug in nature. I don't know if I appreciate that anymore. So the thing is, like all these snowflakes, again, the, the amount of... of, uh, of uniquity the, the the amount of of differentiation between snowflakes is is just not even what it could be there are so many so many things we can do so what we did is and luckily we at tech brothers we've been working on certain uh we're calling the hacking the storm initiative we have a lot of different meteorological um and meteor skeptical equipment that we can use to study and also test out you know, precipitation, storms, uh, uh, different meteorological... F finding ways to to engage in an engineering capacity with uh, regards to um, weather. Is that is that my understanding? Yeah. Geoengineering, perhaps? Yes, yes, in, a cer in, in certain senses. And what we did is we finally... Uh, and it take it takes a, a lot of different things, right? It's, it, it involves polarization. It involves uh, yes. uh, ionization. That's another Radiation. One. That's accurate. And... The thing is, and I can't really talk too much about this because it, some of it's proprietary with Tech Brothers. But finally, Tech Brothers here, Info, InfoSec, really, they've been they've been uh, uh, pioneering this. They have figured out how to make truly encrypted, crypto systematic, decentrally stored, keyed in snowflakes. Every single they they've been able to manufacture snowflakes in a way. So that every single snowflake is different. Well, usually with regards to these sort of things, I, I can't help but feel as though mankind is exhibiting some sort of just stepping over the boundary. But if anything, it seems like you're reaffirming the the beauty and the the intractability of nature the, in this way. Even the greatest works of technology 
have their bugs. And we're just releasing the patch that it deserves. So obviously, we're still working on carrying this out. Um, but when it starts snowing at certain times, we will be releasing these patches into the environments, into the atmosphere. People all over the United States, Chicago, New York, uh, uh, Los Angeles, uh, Seattle, Tampa, Austin, Atlanta, Charlottesville, even places that don't typically have snow, will should be expecting some new, uh, some new crypt cryptographic snow, some new secure snow to be falling in the next coming months. So everybody out there who have to have had to deal with insecure subpar snow just know that what's to come it's completely unique well that is that is quite fascinating i have to say kai that um that's really quite interesting um normally my reflex in situations like this is to be dismissive to be skeptical but i think mm -hmm. you i think tech brothers might be onto something with with this yeah it's more secure it, it it's it promotes uniqueness in the world and that's what the world needs more of and security uniqueness and security mm -hmm. um with that though i have to very quickly i have a um a feature for us tonight um not a mid-show meditation but okay. and we're going to bring back a fan favorite feature. I've we've received a number of e I, well, I've personally received a number of emails. Yeah, I haven't received any of these emails. Yes, as you seem to miss many of mine. I, I um, mean, it's strange because I do get all the emails that are sent to Eureka Cast now. Well, you know, there's substreams and individuals. Point being. <clears throat> We're going to be bringing back liquid poetry tonight for a very special liquid, a seasonal liquid poetry. Namely, it's liquid not wine. Poetry. It's not wine. It's not going to be mulled so wine. This isn't, so this isn't the science of the holidays. That's what you're saying. This is well, this the poetry is, of the holidays. Science, poetry. Liquids are a part of science. Do you not agree? I think you're misrepresenting my beliefs. So here. here's so here's in, what's interesting about eggnog, um, and this is perhaps the scientific aspect of it. Okay. If you need it, eggnog has okay. fantastic rheological properties. Um, it's a delight to the tongue. Flavor receptors actually have a modicum of haptic response. So mm -hmm. good drinks, good eggnog, um, uh, perhaps a pisco sour, um, they activate that haptic response on the flavor receptors. So. I thought I'd try some eggnog I made using a Simon Amy original recipe. It's coming out in the upcoming Solutions for Wellness newsletter. Okay. But but essentially, the idea is is you take the eggs, whole eggs, and you mm -hmm. mix them half and half with the your alcohol. In this case, a brandy. Sure. You let that sit at room temperature for six to eight weeks, and then six, six to eight weeks. Yes, at room temperature. And then before serving, you ladle some of that out. It's okay if there's a little bit of scum on the top. I, I did manage to, I you just, you know, disperse the scum. Okay. Pour it into a cup, put it in with your cream, and then there you go. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, and try some of this right now. So this is, you've had this fermenting for six weeks now? Yes. Mmm. Foamy. Again, creamy. I can't condone, I can't condone this. I'm getting strong overtones Flavor of nog. Doesn't matter. The egg is fairly muted. I'm also tasting cinnamon, nutmeg, and I think I can okay. pick up. Now, this isn't science. Some of the cordyceps mushroom powder we added. 
Um, overall, it's a delicious holiday treat and not something to be scared of. Leave your eggs and your alcohol out. Leave your eggnog out. There's nothing to be scared of. And this well, re- this recipe will be available in the Simon Amy Solutions for Wellness newsletter coming out. Well, thanks for that, Rowan. Why don't we go to the break now? I Absolutely. Well, we will take a short five-minute break or so, five, ten-minute break-ish. Yeah. And when we return, we will be talking about our first ever holiday gift guide. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. We are back. We're back. Welcome back, everybody. So what we wanted to do in this last half is we talked about the science behind the holidays in, in the first half of the show. Well, some of the science. There's, there's, there's so much more. There's just so much science. And that's just Christmas science. Uh, we yeah. haven't even scratched the surface of Hanukkah science. Hanukkah, the Kabbalah. Kwanzaa, there's so much. Solstice. So much to be going on in there. There is. There is. There is truly so much. So this last half, we wanted to really focus on the technology. So, you know, we decided to, Tech Brothers usually puts out a gift guide. Tech Brothers Laboratories usually puts out a, a nice gift guide for all the, the tech gizmos and gadgets. Um, help, help those 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 struggling parents out there right. to deal with their kids talking about these 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 Fortnites and these these CSGO skins and yeah. all of these things. I mean, you know, wh- and what can you get the, the dude that has everything? Well, Tech Brothers has a solution for that. Um, but I, I do think that you wanted to start off with an with interesting product that you um, have been working on uh rowan well i haven't been working on it but i have used it so i can speak to personal experience with regards to this right so the international standards organization um has started this year a sort of a service to have a unit of measurement named after you or a loved one interesting the designation designation is completely honorary but it is entered into the ISO registry of units, and so it's therefore accepted by all organizations who have an ISO certification, and those are most, most, most organizations have those. That, I mean, that is fascinating. What, what, what kind of, what kind of units are these? What? Well, it, that's, that's part of the fun is you get to choose whether it's, it's um, force or energy or length or time mass really? any combination thereof um you have the opportunity to when you are applying for this honorary unit um at, you know in the memo of your $20 check you can put what you want your unit to be um equal to and they will apply it in such a way and that... once again this isn't necessarily something that that you're going to want to use on your syllabus or you right. know your thesis or some sort of no, major I mean, publication i don't think newton used newton on his thesis no oh, no definitely not it's it's pretty it's pretty hackney very vain certainly yeah. um but but it, you know it's it's not like buying a star 
or yeah. or, or or some exoplanet because that's that's so remote it's so abstract and it's not very understanding towards any of the individuals yeah, who you... live in those areas or may not live in those areas right you, you can't you can't touch a star you can't touch a meteor you can barely even see them if in the night sky but with this unit it sounds like you know if you run at two meters per second that's I just you call that a Kevin. Yeah, it could be called Kevin. Um, if you Sarah. are feeling relatively, for example, let's say that um you have a loved one named um Osiris, and yeah. Osiris who doesn't has a certain body temperature. Right. Let's say um I don't know twenty degrees Celsius. Um, right. And then from now on, twenty degrees Celsius will be one degree Osiris. And, mm. and and you can hug your loved one and say, Osiris, you are at one Osiris right now. Isn't that just lovely to imagine? Imagine uh, imagine that your your cousin Christine got into uh, a pretty bad car accident yeah. going at 105 miles per hour on the open highway. You can have them remember that time by giving them 105 miles per hour is a charlotte or whatever it just sounds like the the uh the possibilities here are that's endless. an important lesson to learn that's no <clears throat> that is an important lesson to learn um yeah uh it, so uh and and it's 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 kind too it, it's sweet that they have this uh they have this very real very present thing in their life to to remind them of, the, of themselves, and it will exist forever. So, like, like for example, let's say another individual gets into a car accident and they die, and the officer can can ask, "Well, how how fast were they going?" And they can say, "One Charlotte." Yeah, and and then that individual will know and will be so glad for the luckiness that they've survived because one Charlotte survived. Charlotte survived one Charlotte. Yeah, but Janan did not couldn't even survive a jernan uh, so I, I happen to get one of these so i really? i suppose i need to speak to to you know Please i'm do. a little biased and again like you can choose whatever this is you know you, you don't say like i register i want to have one of these and they say okay that's you know two two meters per arc length or whatever that's yours you can choose right this represents. right right absolutely um and and you can also it doesn't have to be for yourself or even necessarily a human loved one mm. i the love of my life, my lovely Siamese cat, Heart Paw. I I love her so much, yeah. and 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 she. I wanted her to live forever, not just in the second realm, which she will. I yeah, I but, was going to ask, but in in the in the empirical realm. Sure, and, and which is the, which is the true. People aren't going to remember, you know, a book you write or a plaque you have. People are going to remember units of measurement. They're going to be using those forever. Exactly, exactly. And and so I happen to get a unit of force named after Hartpaw. And now, and I love to do this. Right. Um, whenever I'm in the lab, um, whenever someone asks me, "Oh, how how fast does that centrifuge go?" I get to say twelve thousand Hartpaw meters. And what so? The unit of measurement was how fast your cat spun. Um, it is the force that was exerted by the cat. The force that was exerted by when 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 they pushed you, when they sat on you, when they do all sorts of things to me. Cats have a way. They they truly do. In fact, they're probably one of the most 
scientific animals no, out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we have a lot to get through, Kai. I believe you have you yeah, have one. Yeah, I do. <clears throat> yes. So Eureka, you know, Eureka Tech, Eureka Holiday Tech is what we're calling this. Mm-hmm. Because this is Eureka Holiday Tech. Well, I guess yours was more of a Eureka Holiday uh, gift idea. Well, it's 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 within the realm of technology and right, science. Right, 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 right. But Eureka Holiday Tech, and I, and I again, I should say, Tech Brothers every single year puts out the Tech Bros gift guide. Because really, what do you get the bro that has everything? Tech Brothers has you covered with gizmos, gadgets, gaugeware. Get veg, get ventions, gen cones, all sorts of things. Yes. Yeah. But I do have something very important that I want to talk about on this show in particular. You're really, you're really building this up, which is surprising because don't we have four or five more of these to go through? Yeah, it's 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 okay. Ron, are you sitting down for this? Um. Yes. Yes, so, I am. As you know, I specialize in. I sit down for all of these programs. Well, be prepared to stand up. But right now, be sitting down. Listener, I ask, citizen scientist, I'd ask you to, uh, you know, uh, calculate the velocity that you stand up when you hear this news. But right now, sit down. As you know, I specialize in new media. As has, has been told many times, yes. And we've received requests from people that, that want specific kinds of new media, that think they know what new media is. Well, I, I've personally tried to look up what new media means and it's all quite vague it means a lot of things yeah yeah it seems to be it it, it means a lot of things um but the thing about tech brothers new media the thing about new media itself is that it's it's different than the media that you're used to a lot of people think you know games video games computer games whatever whatever they're, they're calling them these days people think that that's new media some people like to lump that in with new media and you know i can say as a media disruption developer as the lead media disruption developer at the new media labs in tech brothers laboratories i it's, it's just not that's just not true tech, yeah. video games is not new media no really you you what bring what we use it's to media say that? it's media it's uh it's not classical media it's no. a it's a it's slightly more modern media but it's not new media a newer media perhaps right yeah it's it's a it's a, it's a new-ish media it's a contemporary media, let's say. Okay, fair enough. But the thing is, Tech Brothers Laboratories isn't thinking about what's contemporary. They're thinking about what's happening seven, eight, nine generations ahead. New media schemes altogether. And video games was never in that future for us. It was never in the future. And for years, we stood behind that. We promised ourselves we would not go into video games, despite all the all the emails we received, despite all the, the tweets and, and things like that we got. Well, Roan? Yes. Listener, I'm about to make the reveal of a century. Uh Oh? I am here to announce that tonight, well, starting tomorrow, but starting tonight, video games will never be the same. (laughs) Yeah? With the latest console... Xbox Chapter Gamma. Now, Roan, I, I know you have a lot to say, but I please just give us a moment of silence for this. Really, really, let's process this. The Xbox Chapter Gamma is being released 
tomorrow morning. We've kept this a secret for long enough. Tomorrow is the release of the text box Chapter Gamma. So what is this? I know what you're thinking. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking. What, what thinking? is this? What 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 is well, this you're, you're th- referring you're thinking to? That, but possibly the listener is thinking. What happened? We've worked in nearly. We've worked in nearly every single science and tech field, from electronics to software to hardware to wired wear to biotic and bioinfographic systems to robotics, and we've disrupted, optimized, reinvented, and reimagined all of them. We realized something, Rowan. We realized something, listener. We realized that the era of the console is finally here. So this this is a um, a gaming console. Is that is that to what this this um? I'm sorry. What was the name of this again? This is the Textbox Chapter Gamma, and it will be the first and hopefully last installment of the Altigen. The ultimate gen. This is the technology for the future. Not a few years, but a few centuries. A few schemes, if you will. Well, a few regimes. Well, th- this sounds really quite incredible. Um, and I'm so glad you brought it up. But I, I would like to um, now, if if I may, I have. Uh, well, no, there's a, still. I haven't essential... even talked. About, I haven't even talked about the features of this. And now, again, I know what you're thinking. After thinking what happened, after processing this, I know what you're thinking. Kai, I've already bought two or three consoles this year. I mean, there's so many great options for me. Well, you know, I, 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 honestly, I'm really afraid that the listener might be really let down, that they weren't able, they didn't know they needed to wait. I think you should always be patient for technology. Never be the first adopter. Always be the second, third, maybe even fourth adopter. Never fifth, but always be one of those three. But for those that didn't wait, I hear you. We hear you at Tech Brothers, and that's why. If you want to buy the Textbox Chapter Gamma, we are offering to buy back any console that you may have bought at realty retail price so that you can buy this one. Because this one is the future. Your old console, it's not the future. This is the last console you will ever need. It, um, okay, well, I guess we're still talking about this. What? what what's the... Uh... What's the sell, as it were, if you don't mind me asking? What What is, um, for someone who maybe is interested in one of these other uh, more well-established uh, video game companies with their consoles and sort of their the ecosystem that they've built up around them, Right. what is it that the text box chapter gamma, gamma is bringing to the table? Well, you know, first off, imagine the text box chapter gamma. Imagine a console that you would be proud to say, is from your provider of technology, Tech Brothers Laboratories. I know what you're imagining. You're imagining something you plug into the wall, right? We send you a power cord, Rowan. I haven't been given an option to to imagine anything, but yes, I would presume it plugs into the wall. Well, that's that's your first mistake. We send you a power cord for convenience. You won't need to plug this in. And how how how? Well, it took a lot of bravery and just a little bit of spunk. Now I know what you're asking yourself. The big, the big words on everybody's lips this year 
It's ray tracing, ray tracing this, ray tracing that, ray tracing. I, I even even in my in my circles that are very much not a uh, video game affiliated, I cannot hear the end of ray tracing. Um, I don't even know what ray tracing is. Well, you'll never have to learn. How is that? Because I know Roan asked me, ask me, ask me if the the text box chapter gamma has ray tracing. Kai. Yes, Rowan. Does the text box chapter gamma have ray tracing? No. No, this is the ulti gen. Well, that was a good conversation. Well, we have... We have wave tracing. I still don't know. And, and not even that. We have wave tracing. We also have wave shading, wave tracking, wave induction. I've seen some of the some of the the visualizations out there for the latest consoles and they're and they're talking about things like processor speed, processor power. And you know what? I, I, I sometimes look at those and I kinda chuckle to myself. Why do I chuckle? Kai, why do you chuckle to yourself? Because the text box chapter gamma has 200 to 300 terabros of processing power. You will never have to think about or worry about this console losing processing power because it is unfraggable. Well, Kai, um, that that does sound quite incredible. <clears throat> through, so, for, so for for the next Christmas... Through, um, con- through Quantum Core brick-building software, Throughout the entire lifetime of this console, which we think will be a very, very, very long time, this console is going to be brick mining. This console is going to be wave mining. It's going to be fract- fractal mining. And it does this? I mean, you're probably wondering, how does it do all of this? Well, let me add on to that. It does it all completely silently because it is the first noise canceling console. Well, that's really quite interesting, Kai. I um, you know, and I think that will be very exciting and for some people out there. The great and, um... thing is, not only is it noise canceling, but it also is the first and the only Altigen console to be programmed with comfortable touch technology. You will not be too. This console will never get too hot. It will never be too cold. It will always be a comfortable temperature for you, and that's just Altigen technology. So memory polymers in the controllers that you can choose to adjust to any sort of hands or games of any kinds if you choose to use controllers. There are a variety of options for controlling your digital experience. There's UX that you've never seen before. Never before seen UX. Some have described the console. Those that have seen it and who are now hidden are not allowed to talk about it. Have described the console, as producing a pleasant translucent glow that grants them gamer focus and clarity. Whether you're a hardcore gamer, a casual gamer, a crypto gamer, or a goal gamer, this console understands you, your playing style, how you game, what you game, where you game, why you game, and it works with you. Kai, Kai, are you reading a press release right now? You can walk away from the console. (laughs) You can walk away from the console, and this console will continue your game for you. 
Kai. It uh, ranks you as a player. Kai, are you reading a press release it, right now? Ro- now, Rowan. We, we, I, I, Rowan, we what's your ranking as a gamer? Are you a gamer, uh, 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 Rowan? I No, not in the strict sense of Well, you will be when you learn about the text box, Chapter Gamma. I'm learning about it, and I, I feel no need to be a gamer as it, of yet. Well, it ranks you as a player mm-hmm. with customized and legally binding trophies and emblems. Well, and I know, and I know what you're thinking, because I've seen the I'm, I've seen the advertisements for other consoles too. What about the online? I, um, what about the online? Well, well this is my favorite part, Rowan. You know why? I think you know why. Mm-hmm. You know, say it with me. Guy five. Mm-hmm. Yes, guy five compatibility means that the PVP processing power is tremendous you can run proxy governments on this thing it's so large it's so expansive and one of my favorite releases from this is that we were releasing along with this along with this console along with this amazing console we're releasing a new a new site that we're calling gammer which is text box exclusive streaming platform for you to stream all of the games that you play all of the time on the text box. Um, this sounds wonderful. The technology um, will grow into this device. This device will not lose will not lose the effects of, of, of technology. It will grow into the new technology. This box will unlock new features as you buy new technology for it. Kai. Ask me about the games. Kai, what about the games? Well, the games... I can't even begin to describe them. You'll just have to buy one to find out. Mm. And the fi- and the final thing, the final thing I do want to talk about, Rowan, is I, I mean we talked about it this at the beginning of the show, but I think it's really important. As you know, Eureka Cast now is hosting the the making of the newer normal holiday special on Christmas Eve on Lumpen Radio. Uh, that is Thursday, December twenty fourth, from eight to nine p.m. Central Standard Time. Oh, Christmas Eve, yes. Yeah. To correspond with the release of the Safer Santa app. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well once again, me, you, me... you are the one who is handling all of this. I, I Simon Namy has had very little input on any of this. Rowan, how are you gonna how are you gonna interact with the, the Safer Santa app? I don't plan on having any changes in my in my apps. Well. In in for the Christmas time. Well, I would plan, if I were you. To experience Safer Santa the way it was meant to be experienced. And that is using the text box chapter gamma console. So is that a game? It's more of a new media storytelling experience. Okay, so let's let's take this back one moment because we have burnt all of the time. I had a very lovely set of um, tea ceremony uh, ceramic ware, I would like to talk about. And I can talk piece. about I can talk about tons of stuff too. Rowan. We could have, we could have. But this um, was the release. This will be releasing the text box chapter gamma will be releasing tomorrow morning nine a.m. Tomorrow morning, Sunday morning at nine a.m. Listening and, out and, there. And 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 for if Get whatever one... reason, if for whatever reason the listener wanted one of these, where would they go get to get it? Oh, 
we'll talk. We'll release that tomorrow morning. Keep keep a lookout for tech for for Tech Brothers Laboratories. Uh, uh, uh you know. So so, I am not a gamer. I do not fraternize hey, with gamers, Rowan, Rowan, but they like okay. they like games. Rowan, Rowan, they Rowan. like games. Rowan. Yes. Neither am I. But this is an alti gen. This is the gaming experience that I think you're waiting for. So what are there any games for this? Yes. Such as Well, we'll just have to buy the console to find out. So I think it's time for a citizen science tomorrow morning. Look for it. So I think it's time for a citizen science. Uh, this comes with no no one to attribute it to, which is a shame because this is quite insightful. Um, <clears throat> fellas, some women have masculine spirits attached to them, and when you lay with them, these spirits can transfer onto you, which can cause you to desire a man. Spiritual transfer is real. Now let me dive into this real quick because yeah. I know you were going to have some comments. Um, spiritual well, transfer is real. It is something that occurs. And there have been some documented cases of, of homosexuality coming into an individual as if it were a spirit transferring into them. Mm-hmm. My wider point would be, what's wrong with that? Yeah, I mean, I I would agree with that, Rowan. But I would worry. I'd like to see some science about this because this opens up a lot of questions about malware and, you know, infosec. Well, how do we know that we're transferring our spirits safely is is my question. Well, that seems like actually something that perhaps uh, we could talk about collaborating on in the uh, in the near future but that look, being said look forward to the data to these fellas that the citizen science is addressed to don't be afraid to have a masculine spirit transferred into you there's nothing wrong with that feminine spirit masculine spirit neuter spirit all of those spirits are making you a more spiritual individual and and there's nothing wrong with that right just just like just like the text box Chapter Gamma, which is releasing tomorrow. It's the alti-gen of console. The human mind? It's unfraggable. Download everything you can. So this has been Eureka Cast, the holiday, the holiday gift guide and, and Eureka Science episode. I'd like to close on a quote by Christina Kringle. Oh. No relation. Mm. She is a data paleoanalyst. And, who's, and, and she said something very insightful. She said, six mistakes? That's just a good idea. That's good. That is um, something quite to meditate on, absolutely. Eureka Cast Now is meticulously researched, produced, and presented with the support of Tech Brothers New Media Labs in Chicago, Illinois. We are broadcast every Saturday evening, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time on WLPN LP 105.5 FM, London Radio, and we are rebroadcast every Monday from 8 to 9 p.m. CST on WIIT 88.9 FM Chicago. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at EurekaCast, as well as on Instagram, also at EurekaCast, or 
visit our website at awcyfm.com slash EurekaCast. Rowan, I think we have some more social media. Yes. If you engage in other forms of social media, please feel free to find us at facebook.com slash awcyfm or send an electronic mail to awcyfm at gmail.com where you can share with us any technological, scientific, or spiritual breakthroughs you've witnessed or participated in. Additionally, if you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the program, feel free to reach out at that same email, which is once again, awcyfm at gmail.com. And with all that out of the way, Chicago, allow us here at Eureka Cast now to close the program with a hearty Merry Christmas and a we'll see you next year. Text box chapter gamma. Look out. Oh my God.